ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so inshallah ta'ala in these lessons we're going to do the book of a sheikh Abdul Salam Sahimi, Hafizahullah Ta'ala, the book which is entitled Kun Salafiyan Al Jaddah, which roughly translates as Be Salafi earnestly upon the path, i.e., that you are upon Salafiya in the right and the proper manner. You are upon Salafiya earnestly striving to be upon the right and the proper manner on the right and the proper methodology. And that is what this book is about. As Shaykh Abdul Salam al-Sahimi, Hafizahullah Ta'ala, he explains several different aspects of the Salafi methodology. He explains what Salafiyyah is, gives a definition of that, explains who the Salaf are, explains some of the principles of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah when it comes to Aqeedah, when it comes to the people of innovation and the stance of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah concerning them. So it gives a guideline for an individual regarding what Salafiyyah is and regarding what this methodology is and how he should be implementing and practicing it. But before starting directly into the book, then it's good to remind ourselves as we always do at the beginning of new books, at the beginning of a new series of lessons, it's good to remind ourselves with the importance of seeking this knowledge and striving and persisting upon it. Because sometimes people, they start, and when they start, they have enthusiasm. But after a while, perhaps when some weeks they go by, the enthusiasm, it begins to decrease. And that's why the scholars, they mention the same thing, that maybe when you start a lesson, you have 100 people, 200 people attending, maybe more than that. But when it gets to the 10th or the 15th or the 20th lesson, then there's only maybe five or ten left. So this knowledge, it requires persistence, it requires diligence, requires from a person to persevere upon it. And that is why Yahya ibn Abi Kathir in Sahih Muslim, he narrated, La jasad. That knowledge cannot be gained through relaxation of the body. If a person wants to relax and he wants to take things easy, then that type of person isn't going to gain knowledge of his religion. But the type of person who gains knowledge of his religion is the one who exerts the effort. He puts in effort, he strives, he uses his time for that purpose. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in the Qur'an, Can they be equal, the ones who know and have knowledge, and the ones who do not and are ignorant? Are they equal? Are they the same? The ones who have knowledge and the ones who do not have knowledge. The ones who strive to gain an understanding of what Al-Islam is, to gain an understanding of what the methodology of the Salaf is, the teachings of the Prophet ﷺ. So they gain knowledge of those affairs and then they practice it and they implement it. Compare that type of person to an individual who makes no effort or barely any effort in trying to understand what the Qur'an is, in trying to understand what the Sunnah is. So those two types of people, they are not comparable. The one who strives to learn his religion and the one who is lazy and does not bother. And so it is mentioned 
that those two are not equal. Consider even that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the legislation regarding animals, that even animals, the ones which are knowledgeable, are better than the ones that are not. The example is given about the dog, specifically. When it comes to a hunting dog, the fuqaha have mentioned that there are certain conditions for the type of hunting dog that is permissible. And generally speaking, then it is that it must be a knowledgeable dog. He understands how to hunt, he understands not to kill the prey, he understands the orders of the one who is his owner. A dog that is knowledgeable of those affairs, that is the type of dog that is permissible to have as a hunting dog. So that shows you the virtue of the knowledgeable dog over the ignorant dog. The ignorant dog is not permissible to have as a hunting dog, but the knowledgeable one is. So even the dogs, when it comes to the knowledgeable one, is better than the ignorant one. So it is upon an individual to gain understanding of this religion. Al-Shaykh bin Baz, rahimahullah ta'ala, he stated concerning the ayah in the Qur'an, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I did not create the jinn or the humans except to worship me. In this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explained to us the purpose of our creation. Allah told us that our purpose for being created our objective, our target, our aim, the reason for our being here is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon tawheed. If we now understand that, Shaykh bin Baz rahimahullah, he says, paraphrasing the meaning, that if we understand our purpose of creation is to worship Allah, then the next logical thing that we all need to ask ourselves is therefore, how are we going to worship Allah then? If that's our objective and that's the reason why Allah has created us to worship Him upon Tawheed, the next logical thing we need to know then is how do we worship Allah upon Tawheed then? How do I fulfill the objective of my creation? And that knowing how to worship Allah upon Tawheed, then it comes through this knowledge. It comes through this knowledge. And that is why the Prophet also stated in one narration, مَنْ سَلَكَ طَرِيقًا يَلْتَمِسُ فِيهِ عِلْمًا سَهَّلَ اللَّهُ لَهُ طَرِيقًا إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ The one who treads upon a pathway seeking by knowledge, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes that individual's pathway to paradise easy. In the same hadith it mentions, وَإِنَّ الْمَلَائِكَةَ لَا تَضَعُوا أَجْنِحَتَهَا رِضًا بِمَا يَسْنَعُ طَالِبِ الْعِلْمِ That the angels, they lower their wings for the student of knowledge because to demonstrate their pleasure for what he is doing, out of their humbleness and their humility to the student of knowledge because of how he is using his time in learning about his religion, in learning about what the halal is, what the haram is, learning about what sunnah is, what bid'ah is, in order that a person can then worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon understanding, upon basira, upon having that insight in how to do things. So that is the objective and that is why we have gathered and that is why we will continue to gather insha'Allah ta'ala to complete this book in future sittings. So it's beneficial and it's important to remind ourselves of that. To have that sincerity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to seek aid and assistance in Allah to help us to seek this knowledge and to persist upon it. Because the greatest problem that you see is the people maybe at the beginning they have that eagerness and then slowly it falls away. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make the affair easy upon us to be able to study this 
and to continue to study up until death comes to us. So in this book now, the book of Sheikh Abdul Salam al-Sahimi, Hafizahullah Ta'ala, Sheikh Abdul Salam al-Sahimi, as you're aware, he is one of the uh, lecturers at the university in Medina. He lectures in uh, typically Kulliyat al-Shari'ah, lectures in various uh, aspects of Sul al-Fiqh, etc. Um, at the beginning of this particular book, he has mentioned some of the statements of other scholars regarding this book. The Shaykh himself, the author, he says that I presented this book, the book that we are with now, Kun Salafiyan al-Jadda. He said, I presented this book to some of the other people of knowledge, some of the scholars for them to read and to look at, so that I could have their opinion on this, if there are any observations, if there is anything to change or to alter, and to get their opinions upon it. Because that then also indicates a recommendation for the book. So here the Shaykh says, لَقَدْ قُمْتُ لَقَدْ قُمْتُ بِعَرْضِ هَذَا الْكِتَابِ عَلَى جَمْعٍ مِنْ أَفَاضِلِ أَهْلِ الْعِلْمِ he says, I presented this book to a group of the virtuous uh, people of knowledge. And I requested from them that they read this book so that I could benefit from their knowledge and their guidance. خيرا, so may Allah reward them. The author says, so that I could be content. Content that what I have written in this book is correct and it is accurate upon the methodology of the Salaf. But also, Also the person who is reading the book, the one who is reading it, who is studying it, he can also be content in his heart that the material within this book is correct and authentic and accurate. Because not only is the author the one writing the book, but on top of that, these other scholars have also read it and approved it. So he said, this will indicate a level of contentment for the one reading it, that he can feel safe and secure that the knowledge within this book is correct and authentic upon the methodology of the Salaf. So from amongst these scholars who read this book and they approved of it, is a Shaykh Salih bin Fawzan al-Fawzan, Hafizahullah Ta'ala, a Shaykh al-Fawzan. And he's from the, uh, he's a member of the uh, major scholars from the uh, permanent committee also. So he read this particular book, and his comment concerning it was, لَمْ يَظْهَرْ لِي عَلَيْهِمَا أَيَّ مُلَاحَظَةً As Shaykh Fawzan said, I've read this book and another one. There was two books that the Shaykh sent at the same time. He said, I've read both of them. This is one of them. And he said, there is no observation that I can really mention upon it. Meaning, it's, all, it's, it's good. It's good how you've done it. It's good how it's been written. And there's no observation that I really have to add to what is already within the book. So Shaykh Salih al-Fawzan, Hafizahullah Ta'ala, is content and happy with this book. He says, I have no observation regarding this book. Similarly, Shaykh Ali ibn Nasr al-Faqihi, one of the scholars of Medina, teaches in Al-Masjid al-Nabawi, one of the elder scholars there. He also read this particular book and has also recommended it. From amongst them, also Shaykh Ubaid, Ibn Abdullah al-Jabiri, Hafizahullah uh, Ta'ala, who was also one of the teachers at the Islamic University previously. Also, Sheikh Saleh bin Sa'ad al-Sahimi, who is a teacher in Al-Masjid al-Nabawi also. And 
was previously a teacher at the Islamic University too. So these scholars, they have all read this particular book and they have approved of it. Sheikh Ali Nasr al-Faqihi, one of the elder scholars of Medina, he mentioned, فَقَدْ قَرَأْتُ بَحْثَكُمْ بِعُنْوَانْكُمْ سَلَفِيًا عَلَى الْجَادَّةِ فَوَجَدْتُهُ بَحْثًا جَيِّدًا فِي مَوْضُوعِهِ He said, I've read your research, this particular book, entitled Kun Salafiyan Ala Jadda, Be Upon Salafiyah with Earnestness, with Striving Upon It. Fawajatuhu, and I found it to be a very good piece of research in its topic, in its field, in the subject matter that you've spoken about. He says, I find it to be very good. And he says, I don't really have any, any observations that stick out. I don't really have any major observations to stick out on this book. He says a few phrases and some terminology and some suggestions of my own. I have uh, mentioned them. If you decide to take them and you think them to be suitable, then okay. But otherwise he said, I don't really have any major observation upon the book either. So that was the recommendation of Sheikh Ali bin Muhammad Nasr Faqihi. Similarly, Sheikh Ubaid al-Jabari he mentioned also regarding his recommendation for this book. Uh, and he mentioned several things. He said, He says that this book, inshallah, or rather this book by the praise of Allah and from the bestowment and the blessing of Allah upon us is very strong in its contents. The book is very strong in its contents. That it is encompassing of the subject matter. It gives the information well. Muhaqqiqan meaning that it has been precisely written. It is precise and accurate in the writing of it. So this is what some of these scholars have said concerning this book. And it is important to mention that. To recognize that this content is authentic and legitimate. As several of the scholars have highlighted and pointed out regarding this particular book. So, Sheikh Abdul Salam al-Sahimi, Hafizahullah Ta'ala, he begins with an introduction. And he mentions in that introduction, فَقَدْ بَعَثَ اللَّهُ نَبِيَّهُ مُحَمَّدًا صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ رَحْمَةً لِلنَّاسِ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He sent the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a mercy to mankind. As Allah stated in the Qur'an, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ That we did not send you except as a mercy to the creation. وَجَعَلَ أُمَّتَهُ أُمَّةً وَسَطًا And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after sending the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, He made the nation, the ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the middle nation, the central nation. And that is as Allah stated in the Qur'an, وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَطًا And that, just like that, we have made you the middle nation. We have made you the middle nation. أَيْ عُدُولًا لَا يَمِيلُونَ عَنِ الْحَقِّ لَا إِلَى غُلُوء وَلَا إِلَى جَفَاء Meaning that they are just. أَهْلُ سُنَّةَ وَالْجَمَاعَةَ السَّلَفِيُّونَ They are just. They are upon justice in the middle. Neither do they go to extremism on one side. And neither do they fall short on the other side. So they don't have extremism on one side or 
fall short on the other side. Rather, Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, they are in that middle path. They are upon that justice in the middle path. بَلْ يَتَوَسَّطُونَ وَيَعْتَدِلُونَ The shaykh says, rather, as we just said, they are in that middle and they are upon justice. If دِينُ الْإِسْلَامِ قَدْ نَهَا عَنِ الْغُلُوِّ وَالْجَفَاءِ وَأَمَرَ بِالتَّوَسُّطِ وَالْإِعْتِدَالِ فِي الْأُمُورِ كُلِّهَا And that is because the religion of Islam, it prohibits from extremism, and at the same time it prohibits from falling short. It is not permissible and it is not correct for an individual to go into extremism with any affair, and neither is it correct or accurate or proper for an individual to fall short of what is actually required. And that is what Islam, it orders. Rather, it says that you do not fall into the extremes, but you are in the middle path and upon justice in all of the affairs. فِي الْأُمُورِ كُلِّهَا وَإِنَّ مِنْ أَبْرَزِ سِمَاتِ هَذَا الدِّينَ And from the most outstanding features of this religion is الْعَدْلُ وَالْإِنْسَافِ Justice and equality. وَعَدَمِ الظُّلْمِ and a lack of oppression. وَالْحُكُمْ بِالْقِسْطَاسَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ And ruling upon the correct and the upright scales. That is one of the greatest aspects of this religion. وَإِنَّ خَيْرَ مَنْ يُمَثِّلُ الْوَسَطِيَّ فِي الْأَقْوَالِ وَالْعَمَالِ وَالْمُعْتَقَدَاتِ الْوَسَطِيَّ الَّتِي جَاءَ بِهَا الْإِسْلَامِ خَيْرُ مَنْ يُمَثِّلُهَا هُمْ أَهْلُ السُنَّةِ وَالْجَمَاعَةِ The Shaykh says this centeredness, this middle path, not going into extremism or falling short. The best of the people who exemplify that, who exemplify this methodology, are Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Alladheena tamathalu al-Islam fi jami'i umurihim. The ones who implemented and practiced all of Islam in all of its affairs. Iqtida'an bin Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa khulafaihi al-Rashidin. In following the footsteps of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the Khulafa al-Rashidin, ittiba'an lil-kitabi wa sunnah, following the Qur'an and the sunnah, wifqa fahmi salaf al-umma, in accordance to the understanding of the salaf of this ummah. So they are the first of the people to enter into these characteristics that we have mentioned. The characteristics of being in that middle path. Not going into extremism on one side, not falling short on the other side. The best of the people and the first of the people who have these characteristics are Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. وَإِنَّ كُلَّ مَعْنَى مِنْ مَعَانِ الْوَسَطِيَّ ثَبَتَ لِهَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ فَلِأَهْلِ سُنَّةِ وَالْ جَمَاعَةِ مِنْهُ الْحَبْدِ الْأَوْفَرِ وَالنَّصِيبِ الْأَعْلَى So from all of the different types of this centered nature, this middle nature that has been mentioned in Islam, then Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, they have the greatest portion of that. They are the best of the people to exemplify this middle nature of this religion. وَمَا ذَاكَ إِلَّا لِأَنَّهُمْ الْأَنْمُوذَجَ الْأَمْثَلِ لِلْأُمَّةِ الَّتِي جَعَلَهَا اللَّهُ أُمَّةً وَسَطَى And the only reason that occurs, that is not for any other reason other than the fact that Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, they are the example. They are the exemplary group in amongst Al-Islam. Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. The ones that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made into the middle path. وَأَخْبَرَ أَنَّهَا خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَتْ لِلنَّاسِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated 
that they are the best of the people who have been taken out from the, or the best of the nations that have been taken out from the people. إِذْ هُمُ الطَّائِفَةُ الْوَحِيدَةَ الَّتِي حَقَّقَتِ الْمُتَابَعَةَ الْمَحْضَ لِكِتَابِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ وَسُنَّةِ رَسُولِهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم. Because أهل سنة والجماعة, they are the one sect or one group who have implemented and actualized the following of the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, or rather the following of the book of Allah and the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, completely and absolutely. They are the ones who do that. Ahl sunnah wal jama'ah. Bikhilaf ghairihim. And this is in opposition to other than them. Min firaqin wa tawa'if. From the different groups and the sects. فَإِنَّهُمَا مِنْ فِرْقَةِ وَلَا طَائِفَةِ إِلَّا وَلَهَا مِنَ الْأَقْوَالِ وَالْإِعْتِقَادَاتِ مَا يُخَالِفُ كِتَابَ اللَّهِ وَسُنَّةَ رَسُولِهِ Because all these other groups and these other sects, there is not a single one from amongst them, except that they always have some type of opposition, whether it is in their speech, or it is in their aqidah, their beliefs, they always have some type of opposition to the authentic Sunnah and the Qur'an, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لِذَلَكَ كَانَ أَهْلَ سُنَّةَ خَيْرُ فِرْقِ هَذِي الْأُمَّةِ وَأَوْسَطُهُ طَوَائِفِهَا That is why Ahl Sunnah, they are the best of all of these different groups and these sects who are upon this misguidance. Ahl Sunnah are the best of all of them. They are the leaders in all of that. They are the best in terms of the middle nature, uh, practicing that middle nature of Al-Islam. And that is why they are known as Al-Ta'ifatul Mansura, the uh, successful sect, and Al-Firqatul Najiyah, the saved sect. These are some of the names as the Shaykh will go into more detail later on. Al-Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, or rather Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah ta'ala, he stated, وَسَطٌ فِي النِّحَلِ كَمَا أَنَّ مِلَّةُ الْإِسْلَامِ وَسَطٌ فِي الْمِلَلِ he said, Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, they are in the middle when it comes to all of these different groups and sects. Just like Islam is in the middle when it comes to all these other religions. You have all of these different religions. Islam is the middle path amongst all of these religions. Because the other religions, they went to extremes or they fell short. So for example, some of the religions... Uh, some of the Judaism, they went to uh, shortcoming. They fell into shortcoming. I.e. they fell short with the actual due rights that were upon them. So for example, they killed the prophets. They killed some of the prophets. And they attributed to Allah attributes that are not befitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They claim that Allah has certain attributes which are deficient. So they fell short. Then you have the Christians who went into extremism. So they began to say that Isa salam is God himself. He is Allah. He is a part of that. So you see the extremism and the shortcoming from the other religions and the other different types of beliefs that the people they have in their shirk, etc. But Islam is in the middle of all of that. Then if you look within Islam, you have all of the different sects and the groups and their beliefs and their uh, practices. Are from amongst all of them, Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah are in the middle of that. So just like Islam is in the middle of the religions, Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah are in the middle 
of the different sects within Islam. Then the Shaykh says, وَمِنَ الْمَعْلُومِ And that which is known, أَنَّ أَهْلَ سُنَّةِ وَالْجَمَاعَةَ هُمْ أَصْحَابَ رَسُولَ سَلَّمْ That أهل السنة والجماعة, they are the companions of the Prophet وَهُمُ التَّابِعُونَ لَهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ And the tabi'een, the generation who came after them. وَمَنْ سَارَ عَلَى مَنْهَجِهِمْ And all of those who tread upon their methodology after them. وَسَلَكَ طَرِيقَتَهُمْ إِلَى يَوْمِ الدِّينَ And all of those who tread upon their pathway and their methodology up until the day of judgment. وَلَمْ يَتَسَمَّ أَهْلَ سُنَّةِ وَالْجَمَاعَةِ بِهَذَا الْإِسْلَمِ And أَهْلُ سُنَّةِ وَالْجَمَاعَةِ are not known by this name of أَهْلُ سُنَّةِ وَالْجَمَاعَةِ except because إِلَّا بَعْدَمَا ظَهَرَتِ الْبِدْعَةِ After all of the different innovations started to appear, all of the different innovations they started to appear, and the different groups and sects they started to become numerous, and every one of them began to call to their innovation, began to call to their deviated beliefs and their desires, then this title came about to clarify to them and to distinguish to the people that this ideology, this methodology, it is the pure and authentic methodology which does not have any distortion or deviation in it, either in aqidah or in, or in practice or in statements. And that was in order to distinguish from these other groups and these other deviated sects. أهل سنة والجماعة الفرقة الناجية الطائفة المنصورة أهل الحديث والأثر All of these are different names for the same and the one thing. That methodology of the Quran and the Sunnah upon the understanding of the Salaf. However, it can be noted that some of the groups of innovation also termed themselves as Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Some of the groups of deviancy who are not upon that straight path, they still call themselves Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. And in reality, they are not upon the aqidah of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. So when that occurred, then Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, they began to say as Salafiyun. When the people of innovation began to call themselves Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah also, they began to say as Salafiyun. And they termed their da'wah, the da'wah of the Quran and the Sunnah upon the understanding of the Salaf, the Salafi methodology, the da'wah to the methodology of the Salaf. فَقَيَّدُوا اتِّبَاعَ الْكِتَابِ وَسُنَّةِ بِفَهْمِ السَّلَفِ الصَّالِحِ So they restricted their understanding of the Qur'an and the Sunnah to the understanding and the methodology of the Salaf from the companions and the tabi'een. That is because the Prophet ﷺ mentioned in one narration, خَيْرُ الْقُرُونِ الْقَرْنَ الَّذِي بُعِثْتُ فِيهِ The best of the generations is the generation that I was sent in, i.e. the companions. ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ Then the ones who come after them. ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ And then the ones who come after them. So these are the salaf, the companions and the generations who came after them. وَقَدْ أَمَرَنَ اللَّهُ بِاتِّبَاءِ السَّحَابَةِ And indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to follow the companions and to follow in their footsteps and to tread upon their methodology. Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala stated, وَكُلٌّ مِنَ الصَّحَابَةِ مُنِيبٌ إِلَى اللَّهِ فَيَجِبُ اتِّبَاعُ سَبِيلَهِ وَأَقْوَالَهِ 
واعتقاداته من أكبر سبيله والدليل على أنهم منيبون إلى الله تعالى أن الله قد هداهم وقد قال ويهدي إليه من ينيب Ibn Qayyim says that all of the companions, they are munibun ilallah, that they return back to Allah and their affair and their trust and their dependence and their methodology, all of it. They return back all of that to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they direct themselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is obligatory to follow them and their statements and their beliefs. And that is as Allah stated in the Quran, وَيَهْدِي إِلَيْهِ مَنْ يُنِيبُ And Allah guides to him the one who does the inaba, returns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they were rightly guided. Similarly, there are other ayat in the Quran regarding the salaf. وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ And the early ones, the first ones from the muhajireen and the ansar, وَالَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ And those who follow them upon that righteousness, رضي الله عنهم, Allah is pleased with them, وَرَضُوا عنه. And they are pleased with him. وَعَدَّ لَهُمْ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي تَحْتَهَا الْأَنْهَارِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prepared for them gardens which rivers flow underneath. خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا And they will remain therein forever. ذَلِكَ الْفَوْزُ الْعَظِيمُ That is the great success. فَلَيْسَ مِنَ الْإِبْتِدَاعِ فِي شَيْءٍ أَنْ يَتَسَمَّ أَهْلَ سُنَّةِ وَالْجَمَاعَ بِالسَّلَفِيِّينَ So the shaykh says, it is not in any way to be considered an innovation or something wrong. For Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah to call themselves Salafis, to call themselves as Salafiyun, if in Mustalah al Salaf, you saw we tamaman Mustalah al Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Because the term Salaf and Salafi, it is exactly equivalent to Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. As Salafi equals Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. As Salafiyun, Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. The Shaykh says it is exactly the same and the one thing. يدرك ذلك بتأمل اجتماع كل من المصطلحين في حق الصحابة And that can be understood Because when you implement these two terms onto the companions They are applicable Both of these terms are applicable to the companions فهم الصلف الصالح They are the salaf The companions are the salaf وهم أهل السنة And they are the people of the sunnah also So the term أهل السنة والجماعة And the term salafiyun both of them are exactly the same thing and they are applicable. فَكَمَا يَسِحُّ لَنَا الْقَوْلِ سُنِّي نِسْبَةً إِلَىٰ أَهْلِ سُنَّةً يَسِحُّ لَنَا الْقَوْلِ سَلَفِي نِسْبَةً إِلَىٰ الصَّلَفِ لَا فَرْقِ So just like when a person says, I am Sunni. And you hear the people saying this plentifully. Everywhere you go, they say, I'm Sunni, I'm Sunni. Nobody finds any fault or any error in that statement. And in of itself, the one who is saying it, Upon correctness, it's a correct statement. I'm a Sunni. Meaning that I am following the methodology of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Just like that, it is also permissible for an individual to say, therefore, I'm a Salafi. I am a Salafi. Meaning I am following the methodology of the Salaf. The companions and the generations who came after them. The next generation and the next generation. And that is the ayat that we just mentioned showing the virtues of those Generations or rather of the companions and those who came after them. So there is no issue in that whatsoever. وَإِنَّ بَعْدَ وُجُودِ الْفِرَقِ وَحُصُولِ الْإِفْتِرَاقِ أَصْبَحَ مَدْلُولِ السَّلَفِ مُنْطَبِقًا عَلَى مَنْ حَافَظَ عَلَى صَلَامِةِ الْعَقِيدَةِ وَالْمَنْهَجِ تَبْقًا لِفَهْمِ الصَّحَابَةِ وَالْقُرُونِ الْمُفَضَّلَةِ Then after when these different 
groups and these different sects they came about and the differing it occurred, then this terminology of the Salaf, it became applicable to the one who was protecting and guarding the Aqidah and the Manhaj, his belief, his methodology, in accordance to the understanding of the companions and the rightly guided virtuous generations. The Salaf al-Salih, the one who was practicing his Aqidah and his methodology upon that, then the term Salaf is applicable. And this term Salaf, it is the same as other Islamic terms uh, for Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Because the call that they are calling to is the same and the one call. وَأَنَّ دَعْوَ إِلَى اتِّبَاعِ salaf. Because that call, it is to follow the Salaf. To be upon the methodology of the Salaf. الدعوة السلفية And that is the da'wa of Al-Islam. الدعوة السلفية is the da'wa of Al-Islam. It is the true da'wa, the absolute and correct da'wa. وَدَعْوَةٌ إِلَى الْعَوْدَ إِلَى الْإِسْلَامِ It is the da'wa that requests from the people and calls the people to return back to the truth, to return back to the actual Islam, as it was revealed to the Prophet wasallam, and the companions they learnt it from him. وَلَا شَكَّ أَنَّ هَذِي الدَّعْوَةُ دَعْوَةُ حَقٍّ وَالْإِنْتِسَابُ إِلَيْهَا حَقٍّ And no doubt that this da'wa, it is the da'wa of truth. And associating yourself to it, ascribing yourself to it, then that is something good and correct. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala, he said regarding this, لَا عَيْبَ عَلَى مَنْ أَظْهَرَ مَذْهَبَ السَّلَفِ وَانْتَسَبَ إِلَيْهِ أَوْ اعْتَزَى إِلَيْهِ بَلْ يَجِبُ قَبُولُ ذَلِكَ مِنْهِ فَإِنَّ مَذْهَبَ السَّلَفِ لَا يَكُنُ إِلَّا حَقًّا He said there is no issue, there is no problem, there is no deficiency upon the one who makes apparent the methodology of the Salaf and he ascribes to it and that he affiliates himself to it. Rather it is actually obligatory to accept that from him. The one who ascribes himself to the Salaf, Salafi, a Salafiyya, because indeed he says the methodology of the Salaf, it cannot be anything other than truthfulness. The methodology of the Salaf, as Salaf al-Salih, the companions and the virtuous generations, it cannot be anything other than truth. وَقَدْ كَانَ لِأَئِمَّةِ الْإِسْلَامِ أَهْلِ سُنَّةِ وَالْأَثَرَ الْكَبِيرِ فِي الدَّعْوَى إِلَى السُنَّةِ وَالْعَوْدَةِ إِلَى طَرِيقَةِ السَّلَفِ وَمَنْهَجِهِمْ وَالِكْتِدَاءِ بِهِمْ and the great scholars of the past, they had a great role to play. The Shaykh says, they had a great role to play in calling the people back to that straight methodology. Calling the people back to that great methodology of the Salaf. And their practicing of it and their following in their footsteps. From amongst them the likes of Imam Malik, Imam Shafi'i, Imam Ahmed, Imam Ibn Khuzaymah. Ibn Abi Asim, Al-Asbahani, Al-Ajurri, and many others from amongst the great Imams. After them, they were from the early Imams, after them in the middle times, 6th century, 7th century, 8th century, in those times came the likes of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah and his students, the likes of Ibn Al-Qayyam, Ibn Abd al-Hadi, Ibn Kathir, Al-Imam al-Dhahabi, all of these who were from the students of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah. Ibn Qayyim and Ibn Abd al-Hadi, the one who wrote the book Al-Muharrar, a book in the fiqh of a hadith. Wa Ibn Kathir, the one who wrote the tafsir. 
and also Al-Imam Al-Dhahabi, the one who wrote Seer A'lam Al-Nubala. These were all from the students of Shaykh Al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah. Then towards the later times, a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, these great scholars, they continued. And from amongst them was the likes of Shaykh Muhammad Ibn Abdul Wahhab, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. And also those who came after him from the great scholars of this ummah, whereby they made apparent this methodology of the Salaf uh, throughout history. The great scholars from the time of the Salaf up until our time now, then they made that apparent throughout history, uh, this methodology of the Salaf and calling to it and making that the foundation and returning the people to follow that and to build their religion upon that basis. The Shaykh says, وَقَدْ أَطَلْتُ فِي بِيَانِ هَذَا الْأَمْرُ وَتَوْضِيحِهِ He says, I've actually gone, gone on a bit in explaining this issue. The Shaykh says in the introduction of all of what we've been reading so far, he said, I elongated it slightly. لِأَنَّنَا نَسْمَعُ وَنَقْرَأُ مَنْ يَطْعَنُ فِي السَّلَفِيَّةِ He says the reason being, because we hear and we read so much where people keep saying, Salafis are this and Salafis are that. <coughs> and Salafiyah is this and Salafiyah is that. He says we hear it so often and so much from the different people and the groups and the sects etc. And for that reason I did elongate slightly he says in the introduction. أَوْ يَدَّعِي أَنَّهَا حِزْبِيَّةِ And some of the people they claim that Salafiyah, they say your methodology of Salafiyah, as we have just explained now, they say that is Hizbiyah. Hizbiyah meaning that you are upon this, this group mentality, this partisanship. It is your own mentality and your own leaders that you are following. You are not really upon the correct methodology of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah as they claim. As many of them they still claim now. These individuals who claim to be upon knowledge, those who are sat just maybe streets away from our brothers in Birmingham, and some of those individuals who still come out and they claim that the Salafis are upon his biyya. These individuals from America or otherwise. And they make these types of statements and they continue up until this time. But that's why the Shaykh says, I explained this in some detail. And I did elongate it slightly to make it clear who the Salaf are, the Sahaba, the generations who came at that time and that Allah is pleased with them and that methodology is correct. In order that it can be understood that there is no difference between Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, between the Salafiyun, Salafi, Salafiyyah, all of that is correct. وَأَنَّهُ لَا فَرْقَ بَيْنَهَا وَبَيْنَ الْجَمَعَاتِ الْحِزْبِيَّةِ الْمُعَاصَرَةِ Some people they say there is no difference between Salafiyyah and these other groups of this time, these Hizbi groups of this time. وَقَدْ يَقُولُ الْبَعَضِ And some people might say بِأَنَّ مُؤَسِّسُ السَّلَفِيَّةِ some people even claim that the founder of Salafiyyah is Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, just a couple of hundred years ago. They say that's when Salafiyyah came about. He's the one who built this Salafiyyah. So some people, they claim these types of things. Well, haqiqa, the Sheikh says the reality, anna al-imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, rahimahullah, that al-imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, Wahhab, rahimahullah ta'ala, uh, Al-Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab ta'ala, He was a caller to the da'wah of Salafiyyah. And he was a reviver of that. From amongst the different revivers that have come throughout the ages. And so he brought life back to the pillars of Salafiyyah, to the outstanding features and characteristics of Salafiyyah. 
He brought that back to life again and he made it apparent again. After it had become extinguished. After it had become lost and forgotten. So Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab rahimahullah ta'ala, he renewed that da'wah. He revived it. And he brought it back to life again. And he caused it to become pure and clean once again. After it had become impure and it had been mixed with other affairs. بَلْ إِنَّ هَذِهِ الدَّوْلَةَ الْمُبَارَكَةَ And then the shaykh continues to speak about some of the affairs in Saudi Arabia with regards to this issue. And then after that, After that, then the Shaykh says, after explaining some of this affair and what is occurring in the land where the Shaykh lives in Saudi Arabia, the Shaykh then continues to mention about these issues of the Hizbis and how they have these claims against the Salafis, etc. After that, he mentions, وَيَجِبُ الْعَمَلُ عَلَىٰ تَصْفِيَةِ الْإِسْلَامِ مِمَّا أُسْتِقَ بِهِ It is obligatory for the people to work towards removing these claims and this dirt which has been placed upon Al-Islam and upon the methodology of the Salaf. These wrongful lies and slanders and claims that are made against Salafiyyah. Then it is obligatory to act to remove these false claims and these false uh, uh, statements and speech that have been attributed to Islam and to Salafiyyah. Uh, actions or statements that are not from the correct methodology. وَتَرْبِيَةُ النَّشْءَ الْمُسْلِمْ عَلَى الْإِسْلَامِ الْحَقِّ and it is upon us to strive to nurture the people upon the true Islam. To nurture the people upon the true Islam, al-mustaqa min al-nab'i safi The one which has been derived from, taken from the pure source, which is Kitabullah, the book of Allah, wa sunnatu rasulihi sallallahu alayhi wa and the sunnah of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in accordance to the understanding of the Salaf of the Ummah. Uh, and it is upon us to defend this religion. And to present it. To present it out to the masses in its correct presentation. To present this religion of Islam in its correct presentation. And that correct presentation is nothing other than to present it upon Salafiyyah. To present it upon what the Quran and the Sunnah dictates in accordance to the understanding of the Salaf. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed upon uh, this nation, the nation of the Prophet Muhammad that Allah completed this religion for us. Allah completed this religion for us and bestowed and completed his blessing upon us, and he was pleased with Islam as our religion, and no other religion can be accepted besides that. That is as Allah stated in the Quran, In Surah Al-Ma'idah, the beginning in ayah number 3, that today I have completed for you my religion, or your religion, and I have perfected upon you, my blessing, and I am pleased with Islam as a religion for you. Similarly, Allah stated in the Quran, وَمَنْ يَبْتَغِي غَيْرَ الْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا فَلَنْ يُقَبَلَ مِنْهِ Whoever seeks a religion other than Islam, it will never be accepted from him. 
No other religion besides Islam will be accepted from an individual. And that Islam, as we have now understood, we are speaking about the methodology of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. That is what you are supposed to be upon when we speak about that Islam. Similarly, Allah stated, وَأَنَّ هَذَا صِرَاطِي مُسْتَقِيمًا فَاتَّبِعُوهُ وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا السُّبُولَ فَتَفَرَّقَ بِكُمْ عَنْ سَبِيلِهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-An'am that indeed this is my straight path, so follow it. This is my straight path, so follow it. And do not follow these other paths. And they will split you away from Allah's path. They will cause you to distort away and to deviate away from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, وَهَذَا And the reason for this is, why Allah says, follow my straight path and do not follow these other diverted paths. The reason for this is, لِأَنَّ الطَّرِيقَ الْمُوصِلْ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَاحِدٍ Because the pathway to Allah is one pathway. وَهُوَ مَا بَعَثَ بِهِ رُسُلَهُ وَأَنزَلَ بِهِ كُتُبَهِ And that is the pathway that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent His messengers with. The pathway that the messengers, they taught us, that is the pathway. And the pathway that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clarified to us in the books that were revealed, that is the straight pathway. As Allah stated in the Qur'an, وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةِ الرَّسُولَ أَنْ يَعْبُدُ اللَّهُ we sent to every nation a messenger preaching, worship Allah alone, stay away from the false deities. So here Ibn Qayyim says, that straight path is the path of the messengers and the prophets and the books that were revealed. وَلَا يَسِلُوا إِلَيْهِ أَحَدٌ إِلَّا مِنْ هَذَا الطَّرِيقِ And nobody can get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, get to this path, except through these means. The means of the Qur'an, or rather the means of the messengers and prophets, and the means of the revelated books, the books that were revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَوْ أَتَى النَّاسُ مِنْ كُلِّ طَرِيقٍ And even if the people, they came from all of these different avenues and these different pathways, trying to get to the straight path, trying to get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if they came from all of these different avenues, different pathways, وَاسْتَفْتَحُوا مِنْ كُلِّ بَابٍ And they tried to come from all types of different doorways, from all different angles. فَالطَّرُقُوا عَلَيْهِمْ مَسْدُودًا الطَّرُقُوا عَلَيْهِمْ مَسْدُودًا When they tried to come from all these different avenues, different pathways, different doorways, all of those different avenues are closed in front of them. They will not be able to enter into that straight path or get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala via these other avenues, other roadways, other doorways. All of them when they go, they will find a blockade in front of them. وَالْأَبْوَابُ عَلَيْهِمْ مُغْلَقَ The doors will be closed to them. إِلَّا مِنْ هَذَا الطَّرِيقِ Except from this pathway. الْوَاحِدِ The one pathway. فَإِنَّهُمْ مُتَّصِلٌ بِاللَّهِ Because this pathway, it is connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. مُوسِلٌ إِلَيْهِ And that is the pathway that will take you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is what we have been speaking about so far. To understand that this methodology of the salaf, that is the pathway. The Qur'an and the Sunnah upon the understanding of the best of the generations, the ones who were with the Prophet ﷺ when the revelation was coming down, the ones who slept in that same time, they walked, they ate, they fought jihad with the Prophet ﷺ. They were all at the same time, living at the same time. Their houses close by to each other. Then those companions, they are the ones who we are talking about when it comes to the Salaf. And the righteous generations, the generation after them and after them. It is upon that methodology and their understanding of the Qur'an and the Sunnah that is this correct methodology.
Then also, or perhaps we stop there. Quarter past seven now. Inshallah, we'll we'll stop at that point, and uh, next week we'll continue. There's just a slight section left with regards to this introduction, uh, and we'll continue with that introduction and finish it off, Inshallah. And then after that, we'll go into the first chapter, which is an explanation of what Sunnah is. Everybody always talks about the Sunnah. You must follow the Sunnah. But what is the definition of Sunnah? What are we actually talking about when we say this is Sunnah, this is not Sunnah? What is the Sunnah? So that is the first chapter, inshallah, which we will begin with uh, next time after completing this uh, introduction, what's left of it, inshallah ta'ala. No, uh, the, the Imams, there are many Imams. Even after them, Ibn Taymiyyah, like we mentioned a few times, Ibn Qayyim, we mentioned a few times, Shaykh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, we mentioned a few times. All of these are great scholars of Islam. And it, of course, we follow them in terms of what they explain to us in the evidences and our understanding of the religion. That's because Allah said in the Quran, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ ذِكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Ask the people of knowledge if you do not know. So these are the people of knowledge. So we can go to their books and we can go to their knowledge to be able to help us to understand the religion. But the actual evidences and our religion is based upon the Quran, the Sunnah and the Salaf, the understanding of the Salaf, which is the Sahaba and those early generations. But these other great Imams who came afterwards, yes, we return back to them. We ask them, even the scholars alive at our time now. No doubt we return back to the scholars and we ask them for our religion when we don't understand. No, no, here, uh, sects, when we're talking about sects specifically here, the sects, this, I mean, it's, it's going to come in more detail anyway afterwards. The Shaykh, there's going to be a chapter about it. But generally speaking, the sects, they began at the very early times. Some of the sects, they began at the time of the Salaf. Even when the Salaf were alive. That's why you always say the righteous uh, predecessors. The Salaf of Salih. You don't just say Salaf by itself. Because Salaf by itself, it doesn't just mean the Sahaba, obviously all of them. The next generation and the next generation. Not everyone in those next two generations is Salaf. Some of the people in those next generations were Muqtadi'ah. Because sects did appear at the time of the Salaf. But we're going to go into more detail about that later on when the chapter comes explaining how these sects started, which different types there are, uh, what are their names and things of that nature. They will come in more detail. And in fact, uh, inshallah, it looks like the topic of the conference in Birmingham in two weeks is around that type of issue too. About the sects in Islam and about Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. So even in that conference, inshallah, that will clarify more of the affairs too. But like we say, later on there's a chapter which will explain that. What are the sects? When did they start? How did they start? What are the different types? What are the heads of the sects? All of this inshallah will come.
inshallah we'll conclude and uh, we'll continue next week inshallah